Okay, we're on. Alex B in the building. I got MJD, my guy. How you doing, yes, man? Good, good. How you doing? Good, bro. Well, it's good to have you, man. I appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. For real. We've been talking about it for a little bit, huh? Mm-hmm. A few weeks now. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while, so yeah. I'm glad I could actually, you know, come through and <laughs> chop it up. I think it's been kind of like months, I think. It has been. I think months. it's... <laughs> it's been um, well, I mean, first impression, not going to lie, when I... I think when I met you, um, you, I think you like, because I met you and then I um, saw you a second time and you remembered my name. You remember who I was. So, so you probably have a pretty uh, distinct memory, it seemed like. Yeah, I have a a good memory. I I, I tend to be the people, person who makes people feel bad because I I remember their names and they don't remember mine. But like, you know, I'm not, I'm not tripping off it. Like. Yeah. I, I I like people interaction so I try to remember each person I interact with, you know, no matter who they are. You know, that's cuz that's interesting because I also I pride myself off of my memory sometimes, a lot of times and I remember people's names, but the fact that you remember, you know, probably a lot. Yeah, just about everybody you meet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Really. Um I just always had a good memory my whole life. Like I can remember stuff from like when I was like 3 years old, I think is the furthest memory I can like remember as the first time I learned how to read I can remember that vividly like so I've, I've always had a really strong memory my whole life it's benefited me a lot you know helped me out with the uh, different situations throughout my life yeah man that's that's interesting this is, your, is that like your own kind of gift or is like is your mom or dad kind of like that or what to be honest I'm not sure yeah um I don't really know too much about my parents, so I can't mm-hmm. really speak on to okay. like if if uh, like what their memories are like. But I would I would say you know it's a gift that I have, and mm. all gifts come from somewhere, whether yeah. it's God or my parents. Agreed, agreed, man. Yeah. What made you want to jump on the podcast, man? Like yeah. you know, like you said, we've known each other for a while. You, <laughs> you, you my dog. Um, we've always had good you know, conversations, not just about, like, small talk, but, like, mm-hmm. even if we, like, downtown or we are, you know, turning up or whatever, like, we've always had, like, real conversations, even if it's in the middle of, like, partying or turning up. So, like, yeah, I, I'd love to, I, I've always wanted to come and, like, actually chop it up and, like, discuss, you know, real things with you in more of, like, a podcast type controlled setting where we can actually like talk and it's not mm. what you say, you know, like yeah. over and over again, like where it's actually, I can hear you, you can hear me, we can converse and you know, all that versus just at a bar or at a house party or whatnot. So agreed. And I've, I've been seeing, you know, you've had a lot of people come through and it's like, yeah, every person I'm like, damn, you know, I should have been there. Damn. You know, so <laughs> like, I'm glad I'm actually on here, you know? Yes, sir. Well, I mean, I, uh, I definitely, I've definitely uh, realized that you're a deeper guy, you know. I like appreciate that. Yeah. So it was, I mean, it's true. Um, the in- interactions we usually have is usually kind of like, it's, it is down to earth, like you said. It's just down to earth, and it's kind of to the root of things. Remember that one time where you got your wallet stolen, man? I do actually. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Greenies, man. Yeah, you was having a bad night, man. I do. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all helped me out with that night for real. I and see that's. See that's different for me. I usually when I see you, usually in good good spirits, right? Yeah. So when I when I looked at you, it's like oh something's off. Yeah. Yeah, something's off. Yeah, that was that was tough because like I was having a great night up until that point, but yeah. then I like went to pay for a drink and I was like, 
where's my wallet? You know yeah, what I'm someone, saying? Someone swiped you. Yeah, luckily, you know, I got it back, but mm-hmm. the cash for a gone. minute there, yeah, the cash was out of it. Um, you know, for a minute there, but I remember what you told me that helped calm me down. You know, like whoever took that cash probably needed it more than you did. You know, I, so I, I was hope like, so. like, I hope they needed it. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like, you know, that's a good way to look at it, type yeah. deal. Um, so and I, I, you know, taught me a lesson like. Like, usually I move smarter than that, but, you know, I've been a lot more careful with my wallet and, you know, mm. drunk miss. That's the first time anything like that's ever happened to me, but yeah. it only takes once, you know, for you mm. to switch up exactly how you move. So, I've been a lot more careful with myself and my, my personal belongings, but that was that was a rough night, drunk or not, no excuses. I can't be letting that type of stuff happen. Mm-hmm. That was a lesson. Yeah, it was, in my opinion, you know, take Boise for granted. You know, I wouldn't have found that in another city. You feel me? That thing would have been. That shit would have been gone. The fact that it came back to you. Yeah. You know, because you you had your ID and all that stuff. Yeah, all that. No one took the cards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just cash. So it's like any anywhere else, I'm calling my bank. Yeah. New ID. You know, I'm Uh doing all that. So it's it's definitely definitely a lesson. You feel me? Uh, people take how safe and you know how much of a bubble Boise is for granted, in my mm. opinion. Because we can, you know, you can get your wallet stolen and find it an hour later, or you can walk around at night at two a.m. drunk as fuck and not worry about things, you know, mm. stuff like that that you can't do in other cities that people take for granted here. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up here? Uh, I spent yeah, most of my life here for yeah. sure. Um, or so like. Did you go to like elementary school, middle school, high school here? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, where'd you go to? Fuck, man. Where'd you go to uh, high school? Capital. Oh, Capital. When did you graduate? Sixteen, man. Class of oh, 16. wow. Three years after me. Yeah. Now, okay, so you are twenty-three. Yep. When's your birthday? It was a month ago today, actually. The twenty-third. Twenty-third of May. Of May. Yeah. Oh, wow. May baby. May baby. Emerald the stone. Yes. Yep. Emerald Stone, that's my birthstone. Nice. I've been wanting a chain with, with one of those for the charm for a long time. The yeah. Emerald? Yeah, I want an Emerald Charm with a, on the chain. Yeah, it's supposed, it's supposed to give you, uh, <laughs> if you believe in that stuff, it's supposed to give you that, you know, good good um, fortune. Bro, I'm never going, I honestly believe there's so much unexplainable things in this world that you can't, until you have proof that it isn't real, yeah. you can't say it's not. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I've never seen it, but you've never not seen it, if that makes sense. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like aliens, for example. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, actually, the government is releasing that record about aliens and stuff, but not to get on that subject, because that's a whole other podcast. I, I, I believe but. in them. I, be- I believe that, yeah, there's other um, um, living things besides humans outside of this galaxy, all that stuff. I, I think so. Well, I was yeah. I just think it's crazy the U.S. government's actually like releasing that information. Yeah, but not to get sidetracked because, like yeah, I said, that's a yeah, whole no, other, seriously that's a whole tangent. That's a whole other tangent, yeah, but <laughs> uh, that's a whole other tangent. No cap. Um, but yeah, so, for another podcast, for a whole other <laughs> podcast, I'll come back and talk about that with you anytime, man. I I think that's you conspiracy cool. theorist. I like conspiracy theorists. Like you like conspiracy. I like them. I'm not gonna say yeah. I believe all of them, but yeah, I like them too. It gives you something to think about. Yeah, you know, it gives you an alternate perspective, and Mm -hmm. 
I, you know, it, they're fun. A lot of them, are fun. <laughs> a lot of them are fun and fun to eat. So it's like, it's more of like a what if. Like even if I know, like okay, that's ninety nine percent not true. Like okay, let me entertain that one percent. <laughs> have some fun with it. Come back to reality a little uh, later, because you know life's too short and. There's, like I said, there's a lot of unexplainable things in this world. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Some conspiracies might be true. What's one that you believe in? Um, before I, before I get onto that, I just it reminds me of the the scene in Training Day when Denzel was talking to to the new rookie. And he was, yeah, he was looking, he was reading his paper, and this rookie was so like, you know, he's, he's like wondering what he's doing there because he's just reading his paper, right? So he stops him for a second. He's like. You understand, like, this is this is twenty minutes of my time, 10, 20 <laughs> minutes of my time. I can re- I read this. It's all bullshit. None of it's true. Yeah. But I read it because it's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> no facts. Yeah. It's entertaining. It entertains. It entertains me. It's the same thing. It's so it's like because we we deal when we grow up, right? We deal with a whole bunch of responsibility, logic, yeah. rational shit, right? As yeah. the adults become more rational, and they lose that sense of like wonderment and magic yeah, imagination. You know, and, and, and entertainment so it's like you know that little that little ounce and dose of um entertainment is kind of it's key yeah i feel like everyone got to find a release and uh, i forget who said it but he said we all uh it's it's like a cliche quote um i'm not sure you could pin it on one individual mm-hmm. but it's like we all kids at heart yeah yeah um so mm-hmm. you gotta have fun with it that's why yeah. that's why I feel like that's why they say work if you do what you love is not work because mm-hmm. you, you're having fun mm-hmm. so as long as you're having fun you ain't, you ain't it's not gonna feel like no type of work to you that's why I wanna make it with this music you know because I wanna do something that I'm like oh every time I wake up in the morning I'm like yeah I love doing this you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like I'm never gonna get bored of doing this I think that's what everybody got to find for themselves. Because it's hard. It's hard to find that. Have you been on a podcast before? I have not. No. No, no podcast? You've never been on any podcast before? I've been interviewed, but not, not oh. like a podcast. No podcast. Mm-hmm. You've been interviewed by who? A couple different people. Oh, really? A couple people over at Radio Boise. Um, mm. Seth has done like, you know, little... Um, oh, for people who don't know Seth, Seth Andrick, you know, he's a My local videographer out here. Yeah. Far from local, he's doing big things. Shout out Seth, man. Does he still live here? Or is he, is nah, he, nah. He, he's gone. He's I out in LA, I think right? he's in LA or Vegas, one of the okay. two. But yeah, he's doing, boy. yeah, shout out to Seth, man. He's doing big things. But um, yeah, he's done uh, like interviews with me for like stuff, but... No podcast, no. No podcast? No podcast. Okay, I could have sworn I saw your name somewhere. Um, okay, besides the point, though, um, you, you love music, man. Love it. Love it. Cons- love it. Consuming it, making it. All of it. All of it. All of it. Love music. Um, yeah, I, I, I have to remind myself that I enjoy and love music more than most people. Because mm. I find myself like... Mm-hmm. Oh, have you heard this? Have you heard that? Have you heard, you know, like, mm-hmm. or yeah. well, you hear about this and so and so did this, and then uh-huh. people are like, no, like, <laughs> Can't I gotta remember, uh-huh. like, you know, it's your thing, it's my thing. Yeah. Not everyone's into music like that, you yeah. Know? But if you found a niche like that, you know, where people are, are 
into music like that. I, I yeah, I I would say out here, I, there's definitely a few people out here like that, but it's not that. I don't know if I found anyone in in my opinion that's like. But again, I don't know because if people do have that side to them, they're not necessarily showing it to me. Right. You feel me? Okay. And it, it might be something that's not tapped into, or they don't feel comfortable showing. Because like me, I'm a very outgoing person. Right. I'm I'm cool with talking about myself. You know, this mm-hmm. is what I listen to. This is my music. You know, this is where I'm from. Blah blah. But not everyone like that. Yeah. So personally, I don't think I found anyone who's like that in the music. Maybe one or two people. I scratched it. Maybe like one or two people off the top of my head. But who would they be? I um, mean, are we name are we name dropping or like are we you want to keep them under wraps? I'll keep them under wraps. Okay, keep them because I don't want I don't want to forget anybody. You feel me? Yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. so that'll be like, oh, you should, I heard you on Alex Peach. You mentioned me, man. Um, Smart. So I'm gonna keep them under wraps, but yeah, uh, I'm sure those two people that you meant like you that you're thinking about, they know that you know. Yeah, they know. Yeah. Okay. They definitely know. So I'm like, that's email. It's good. What up, E? Good to see you, man. Yeah, Easy just walked in. Um, but uh, music is, gosh, man. How how did you know when you found out like that was uh, something that you just? I've been around music pretty much my whole life. So, um, my biological mom, my birth mom, shouts out her. Uh, gospel singer down in Houston, uh, amazing, talented piano players. So you know, singer works. So running my blood already. Mm-hmm. Then, and this is why I think music. Part of the reason why you know it's bigger than me. Why I'm destined for music is because not only did I come from a, a musical family by blood, then I got adopted into a musical family where you know both of my adopted parents played multiple instruments you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so my adopted mom she plays i think like seven or eight instruments she plays a lot and then my adopted dad he plays like four or five so jeez i've just always been around music my whole life yeah um could always i i always had a voice i was you know in choir as a, as a younger kid you know i would help my parents with the church choir as well so i've always been around music and i think when i hit about 15, 16, mm-hmm. my friends and I started like rapping as a, like just for fun, like nothing serious. Like, oh, let's freestyle a little bit, you know, fuck it, let's just see how we sound. And then, you know, of course, as time went on, friends stopped rapping. You know, that same group of friends we started with, only about two of us now took it serious. But then me and my homie, we, we dropped our first song my senior year of high school. And then seeing the response that song got, even though I would listen to it now and I'd be like, nah, bro, you're so much better than that. But like knowing the response it got even back then and how that made me feel, that's when I kind of knew I was like, all right, maybe I want to try like doing this more than one time. Because I was like, oh, I'll make a song once and I'll be cool. But I got that first taste and it was just game over after that. I was like, all right, I want to make another song. And then after I made that song, it's like, I want to make another song. And now I want to make a project. Now I want to make a mixtape. You know, now I want to drop an album, et cetera, et cetera. So it just kind of snowballed after that. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Why do you think you love it so much? 
why? Why? Uh, that's a good question. Why I can't? I don't know if I could put a finger on it. I think it's yeah. hard to explain, but it, it's yeah. It's some some things are more felt than. But I want you to try. I guess the feeling that it gives me is, you know, not something more profound than just like happiness or joy. Like, especially when I'm in my zone. Like, when I'm making music, when I'm in the zone, like whether I'm making beats or I write a fire verse or like Mm -hmm. I come up with a, a, a cool idea for a hook. You know, when I'm in my zone, that feeling is just like supreme confidence for one. Like, mm. I I don't think I'm a cocky individual personally. I know that mm. might sound cocky saying that, but I don't think I'm like a you know cocky braggadocious person. But when when I'm in that mode, when yeah. I'm rapping, you know, I feel like that. You know, I feel like you know I'm that nigga. I'm the shit. You know, what I'm saying there's nothing mm-hmm. no one can say to me. Um, so there's that feeling too. You know what that is though, right? What? Well, there's a so I mean on a human level we're all equal. You know, we bleed the 100%. same blood, we feel the same emotions. But a person's spirit sometimes is a bit uh, a, a person's soul. It just when you have something like rhythm happening and yeah. you and you're in tune with your sensations, you tap into something kind of like um, metaphysical. Yeah. Where it's, it's beyond um, human now. It's, it's now spirit and your soul. Like that shit's, like to me, when I start when I start hearing music and my body starts moving, it's, uh, I'm like, I'm tapped into something much higher. They just, yeah. you know, where I'm 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 in an in an elated state, and I just, you know, when you hear a certain song sometimes, and it's exactly the kind of song that you need to hear at that exact moment. Yeah, yeah. and you just fucking smile. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah, just, and it just feels good, all that 100%. stuff. Hundred um, percent. But it's the and and uh, my professor, he's my my dance teacher. Uh, he he talks about how your heart has a na- it's already beating. That's your constant rhythm that's happening that you can keep track of. You got that. Yeah. So your heart um, already knows natural rhythm of. Um, the world that you're living in. Facts. I so, agree with that. So, like, something about music, when you tap in, when music's playing, you have that, you know, constant thing in your your heart. Your heart um, gets it, right? But your ears sense it. Mm-hmm. You know, your ears sense it, and then your heart understands, like, oh, this is familiar. This is what it is. It? Yeah, and you give off that, and then that chemistry comes, the, the certain chemistry, certain endorphins, things get expressed because the heart feels it now. I... Yeah, I guess, yeah, the heart, it is definitely something that connects to the heart for me, for sure. Yeah. Like, I definitely would feel music in my heart, but it's, I guess the biggest thing why I love music and why I want to do music is because of what it can do to other people. Mm. Like, personally, okay. there have yeah. been, I can definitely say there have one, there have been one or two songs that have changed my life or saved my life or stopped me from doing you know dumb stuff and that's like mm, music that's just a song you know what I'm saying and that's from a person who doesn't know me has never met me didn't know what 
couldn't even tell you, you know, where I'm from, anything important about my life, but had such a profound impact on my life because of something they created. Mm-hmm. So that's, I want to do that to other people. I want to have my songs impact other people the way other musicians' songs have impacted me. Why do you think uh, human beings have this urge to create art? I feel like that's a primal instinct. We have caveman drawings, you know, mm-hmm. drawing cave people on the cave, you know, the caveman, you know, drawing on the walls with yeah. with crushed up berries and ash and you know shit like that. So I feel like artistic expression is is a primal instinct. I feel like humans wouldn't be humans if we didn't have any sort of artistic expression. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like. Hell, you know, like I said, bring back to the cavemans, you know, drum circles. Drum circles are ancient. It's not, that's thousands of years, thousands of years before we even had anything close to this mic that we're recording on right Mm. now. So I feel like it's just something that's in us, whether you have it or not. People like to dance, even if they ain't got rhythm. You know what I'm saying? Like They still like doing it. The activity of it. Even if, if... you look, <laughs> you look like the worst dancer on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like if if you hear a song you like, and you gonna vibe out, you gonna rock out to it. No, fucks your body given. gonna move. You yeah. gonna do your thing. No fucks given. And that's not coming from you, like you thinking it. Yeah, like you just dancing. That's mm-hmm. instinctual. You feel it. So I feel like personally, I feel like humans' artistic expression is primal, like at a base level. For all of us. I heard this one thing that um, all art is self-expression, but not all self-expression is art. What do you think they mean by that? Well, self-expression can go a lot of different ways. It can yeah. go good and bad. You feel yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, two extremes would be you got people over here doing animal sacrifices and you know crazy shit like that wicked stuff mm-hmm. satanic stuff saying like oh but this is how I express myself yeah uh, but you know you mutilate animals you know doing mm-hmm. crazy stuff that would you consider that art but I guess at the same token you gotta consider the fact that art is subjective just like music is subjective so what is 99 I would say so okay. like I've never been the person that's like, for example, you know, you, everyone has a cliche joke about a modern art painting where it's someone who puts his hand in a jar of paint or a can of paint and splats it on a canvas and sells it for $3 million, you know? Right. Obviously, whoever bought it for $3 million, damn, thinks that's worth something, thinks that's art of some some form, even if the rest of us don't see what they're seeing. Because mm-hmm. that person might see, you know, the most beautiful painting in the world and we just see a palm print. Yeah. So that's why I think art is subjective and music too. That's why, you know, I'm not a big country music person, but mm-hmm. country music stars are still selling out 50,000 person stadiums without my ass. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like Art subjective, music subjective. So you gotta keep that stuff kind of mind when you refer to self-expression and and whatnot. But to get back to the 
the question. I, I truly, I, I think that they mean that not everything you do when you're expressing yourself is meant to be viewed artistically. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just expressing yourself and it's mm. who you are and you shouldn't try to put a lens or a frame or mm-hmm. a box on it. Yeah. Like, sometimes when you express yourself, that's that's its own thing. You don't got to worry about if it's artistic or not. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have to be, you know. Not everything you do needs to be art. What do you consider art then? And again, that's where I think art is subjective. To yeah. me, I think art is anything that invokes human emotion that comes from human creation. Like, if we're talking about art in, in regards to like like human creation and what we do, that, that'd be my definition. But, mm-hmm. you know... You look at, if you're on, I don't know, you go to Twin Falls and you're standing on the bridge and you're right on the bridge, right at sunset, and the sunset hits and it's setting over the canyon, over the, you know, Hell's Canyon. It's just like a beautiful, picturesque mm-hmm. moment. That's art. I would call that art, even though no human created it. Um, so, again, that's, I feel like it's hard to put art in a box. It's hard to put music in a box. It's, I don't think you ever should put either of those two things in a box. Right. So, I guess, ultimately, my answer is to what is art, I feel like it's anything I want it to be. <laughs> as cliche as that sounds. I feel like anything I, I envision artistically and, like, I want to do artistically or if I can do it artistically or, you know, if it evokes that emotion in me, it's art to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't get it, or or my mom doesn't get her dad or brother or whoever. Just like, there might be things you find artistic or beautiful that other people won't get. But to, would that change the art form for of it to you? You know? So you're would saying it's interpreted. Yeah, would that make it less artistic? Like dance, for example. Mm-hmm. If someone was like, man, that's not art. That's just you dancing. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be like, no, hold on, it's an art form. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's yeah, not. See, that's a that's an interesting um, word that you just used right there, form. Cause in with, regards to dance? With, with regards to art. What do you mean by that? Like, why interesting? Like, why why was it interesting? Because, there, because art, I think what I, in my opinion... Um, if you're gonna, that's, if you're gonna classify something like you said, you know, anything can be art if you, in your world, in your head, if you classify it as art. That's kind of what, I, that's how I took it when, from what you said. Yeah. Right? So you, whatever you interpret, that's art for you is art for you. Yes. Okay. But okay. So it's like, you ever taken an art class? One. One. Like, but I wouldn't. You know, it was a college, college yeah. like art one on one. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm so saying? I mean, and. Like, learned about history, like, oh, this, yeah. this painter did this, that type of stuff. So, I wanted to, before I got kind of, like, fucking scientific and artsy-fartsy about shit, I'm like, a person went to school, and and um, they, they fucking specialized in art mm-hmm. just to teach this class. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to give this person, a, you know, 
they teach an art 100 art 101 cool yeah so they're gonna they're gonna tell us what art is and what art isn't so do you remember do you remember examples of what art yes wasn't? yes yeah but and I disagreed a lot of the time because see that's I mean that's okay that's and all I right. was like but then what why did you disagree because I felt like in art at least in the art class I have we was only talking about sculptures paintings Okay. We weren't talking about again. That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. dance is an art. I think yeah. basketball is an art. That's an art form. Like you watch someone play the game of basketball. That, that's yeah. put the yeah. phantom can on anything, bro. Put the phantom can on Kyrie Irving crossing up a defender, spinning and laying it in. Because it's form. It's art. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. Or Kendrick Lamar in the booth. You know, if you sat mm-hmm. down in a studio session. Yeah. For 12 hours and watch how Kendrick Lamar worked or, or J. Cole worked, that shit would leave you in awe. Kanye West. Yeah. So that's the main that's the main reason. It wasn't what they were saying wasn't like true, at least in the terms of paintings, sculptures, you know, things mm-hmm. of that architecture, things of that nature. I just felt like they were ignoring so many other areas of art and form that could be discussed or at least brought to light. Okay, so now I'm not, what I'm doing is I'm trying to get specific. So it sounds like to you is that there were missing pieces that you wanted to hear more about and you wanted to take in that they weren't actually considering in the class. I guess, yeah, yeah if you wanted yeah. to get personal, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what, so that's what it sounded like. So um, I wanted to get to the whole root of the point where it's like, okay, they showed us things that they thought was art and they showed us that things that, things that they thought weren't art. I just wanted to ask if you remember what those things were. I don't. You don't? Actually. The things that yeah. weren't or were? Cause weren't we're, and were, yeah. If you took. If I you guess took. Um, my professor, she mm-hmm. didn't really go too much into what wasn't art. Okay. And I'm hoping that's because it's kind of from the same perspective I'm coming from, where art is so broad mm-hmm. and that you, you can apply it to so many different things. But yeah. I can't speak for her. Mm-hmm. I don't remember concretely anything she was like this isn't art mm-hmm. like she would bring up some weird stuff like there'd be some she really liked architecture right. uh, so I remember she would show a lot of architecture and there'd be some weird looking buildings like some buildings you'd be like <laughs> who, <laughs> who the fuck would design that Yeah, but you know I don't specifically remember her being like oh that's an ugly building or you know that's not art or whatnot but mm. I I remember on one piece where it was not described as art and it was uh it was actually a painting of a wall like like sunflowers and stuff like that it was like a painting of sunflowers and they she she said it was not art she didn't explain why and then so I had to interpret See. why so I was like but then she but then she didn't explain why she showed us what she thought was art and then i was like i see why you thought those things were art were weren't like was okay yeah i was like okay i saw for some for the most part i saw some things i was like okay i'm like and then there was like this um this uh basically it was like a toilet kind of like functioning thing it looked Mm -hmm. like a but it wasn't a toilet like it was like it made you think like is that a toilet or like is that a is that a wheelbarrow? Wheelbarrow? It was. It was a kind of. I don't know an amalgamation of something that looked different, and she 
she kept it on that image of what that thing was. It's like this, believe it or not, is has caused lots of controversy, and um, lots of people. It's provoked lots of people and like, hey, this is art. Hey, this is not art and stuff like that. But like, to me, this is art because it caused controversy. It caused like it provoked people's thought and feelings. But that's my whole point. Yeah, is each individual person is gonna interpret what's art and what's not art, no matter what we do. Mm-hmm. But I think it. I think she had logic there. I think that was a logical explanation that it provoked thought and feeling. Like it wasn't just one or the other. It was both though. So you think art has to provoke both? I think good art does. I think good art, at least art that's so. You know but then bad art is still art. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if you can slap, you feel some, what I'm saying? You yeah. feel what I'm saying? So like, yeah, but I, but there's levels to it. So like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say there's um, people who are really good at what they do, and there's people who are um, like amateur. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't done the craft as much, but they still like oh, yeah. doing it. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So, what makes these people so good? You know, the people that are this high, who've done art for this long, and have this, are able to be this, they would have this um, audacity to say what is art and what isn't art. Because, you know, people at this level, they're going to classify what art, what is art and what's not. They have the audacity to do that. So, you, should we not, like, hear them out? I don't care who you are, what you do, you know. at least regarding art or sport. Mm-hmm. There's only so much you can do in either two of those fields without talent. If okay. you have yeah. not one drop of artistic talent, mm-hmm. then you're probably not going to be artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't sing, you're probably not <clears throat> going to be an R&B singer. Mm-hmm. If you aren't 6'5 up, your chances of playing in the league are a lot slimmer type. You feel me? So, I would say innate gifts and natural selection and genetics all have a role to play in that, but I would also say it's just hard work. One of my favorite quotes of all time, I've always heard it quoted as a Kevin Durant quote. I don't know if it's a KD quote, but if it is, shout out KD because it's a hell of a quote. Um, Hard work beats talent if talent fails to work hard. Oh, yeah. That's existed for a long time. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I don't know if that's Katie, but that's who I, where I heard it from. Mm-hmm. I just remember being a little kid and watching an interview, and he said that. Um, and I was like, dang, you know, that always yeah. stuck with me. Because, like, it doesn't matter how talented you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't put the work in, you ain't going to go nowhere. Yeah. So, that's those are the two things I think contribute into someone reaching that type of level you're talking top about. tier level mm-hmm. yeah talent and hard work mm-hmm. and sacrifice you gotta sacrifice a lot of time yeah cause you know you see those paintings like you, you've probably seen them Instagram videos of like a time lapse where it's like someone do a, a painting and it's like in reality it's like them painting for six, seven, eight hours and then put it in a minute video mm-hmm. type deal but that's ignoring the seven hours of work See now to create that painting. See now, I like that. I like that a human was doing that. I think that that sunflower thing mm-hmm. was printed. I think it was like done mm-hmm. by a, like a machine. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So like, I, that's where I thought that's like that's work. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was done by a machine, and so it wasn't done by human hand. But the machine was created by human hand. All that stuff. Blah, 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 blah. But like that image 
of the sunflowers and pots and whatever was created by a machine and not a human. This is this is random, but it relates. So, did you watch the that new zombie movie that came out on Netflix? The what movie? The new zombie movie it had like Dave Bautista. Um, it was on it was on Netflix. It was Army of the Dead or some shit. Like that. <laughs> it's a total zombie movie, you know. Okay. I, I yeah. was like, and not like World War Z or, or I'm Legend, but like you know, like the mm. Zombieland type shit. Okay. So I was like, whatever, fuck it. I'm bored. I ain't got nothing else to watch. I watch it. There's this character in the movie who's like a safe cracker, like you know, he knows everything he can about safes and I'm not talking about he probably knows everything about small safes too but I'm talking like bank vaults type shit mm-hmm. every time this character would talk about this safe that's key to the movie you know they would play this ambient you know like heavenly music and he would just get this expression cause he like loved safes so much you feel me loved sa- safes. safes literally okay, safes yeah. Okay. and that's weird right to us we're like <laughs> who the fuck cares about a safe right <laughs> but this dude would be like clicking you know turning the combinations turning the locks and like each click <laughs> was like heaven to him and it's like <laughs> I, it's funny right cause we're us normal people are like no it makes sense about a safe, but people got their things man. that's that's exactly my point yeah, everybody uh, got their things man. yeah people got their things so for that dude in the movie, it was safe, you know. <laughs> for some some kid out <laughs> in the street, it might be, uh, you know, collecting bugs or, you know, how people had to do that in elementary school or, you know, butterflies or whatever people are drawn to. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what dictate, dictates how they view art and what they view art as, is whatever their thing is. It's in, that's really interesting. Um, so, what's your idea on plagiarism? Um, I don't like it. I think that we are all creative enough to come up with stuff ourselves. And everyone has... Everyone is capable of coming up with good ideas. Mm. Whether they believe it or not. If Let's just say... Um, I'm an ign- just say I'm, I'm an ignorant person. Like I'm ignorant as fuck, right? And uh, for an art class, I literally just copied, pasted a picture off of Google, typed in mm-hmm. a little some some, you know, put it onto a Word document, printed it, slapped it onto a canvas, called it art. Yeah. Called it mine too. Is that wrong? I would say so. I say it's not your art. Yeah. I would say. That'd be like but, see, so so then now you're correcting me. So now because in my world I thought it was okay to do that though. I thought it was okay. You know? Because mm-hmm. I call I so now because I'm like, hey, that's art, you know. I call it art because I'm ignorant as fuck though, right? So Well that's where you would have to explain to a person like, hey Sure, you can you know, you have free will you're human you can do that if you want I can't like you're more than free able to do that but what you're thieving is not just that picture it's the time hard work and dedication that that person will never ever get back that they put into everything that goes into creating that picture it's just like Mm -hmm. you know uh, Devin Booker hitting a shot just because he hits that one shot in an NBA game 
it's not like he didn't work 20 plus years of his life for, to make that one shot yeah um it's the same thing for that art you're mm-hmm. not just taking that person's art you're taking their time their energy their effort their dedication and their sacrifice too yeah so i feel like that's why i also it's different in music it's hard in music because i don't like the idea of stealing other people's verses that's wrong but then you get into the whole of music as a collaborative effort and you get into the you know Kanye is one of my favorite rappers of all time but he hasn't been writing his own music at least not all of it for a long time you know the whole Drake controversy stuff like that is like but they make such great music they make art Mm-hmm. They make art, even mm-hmm. if it's not just theirs. Mm-hmm. So that's where I don't know if you consider ghostwriting plagiarism, but that's where it might turn into a little bit of a gray area for me, personally. Yeah. I'm not a ghostwriter fan. I don't like it. I write. Let me put that to bed before anybody gets any ideas. I write <laughs> all my own shit. I don't plan on ever having a ghostwriter ever. So let me clear that right now. Mm-hmm. But. You know, Rihanna, Chris Brown, none of they don't write all their own music. No, oh, yeah, mean? yeah, of course. They're performers. Exactly. Yeah. But would you consider that plagiarism? Because they took a reference track. Mm-hmm. I, do I can? Uh, I mean, you know don't what they? I'm I mean, do they name the writer? I don't. Don't they name the writers um, at the in their credits? I mean, of the album for the credits of the album. Yeah. And then the writer knows that they're gonna. They don't. They're not performing it, right? So yeah. they kind of give. They, they sell it, right? They sell that. Well, yeah, the writer's cool with it. I, yeah. It's not the writers that I'm worried about. I'm just seeing from, do you view that as like a form of plagiarism? If they bought the rights? Legally, to, it's not. Yeah. yeah, I was like, if they bought those rights? But ignore the legal part of it. Right. I'm talking about just the pure creative side. Um, if, if I don't do anything of my own into that, then yes, it's plagiarism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like because Kanye is one of the most sampled. Like he sampled so much, right? Yeah, and he's, he was the best at. It. He was one of the best. Oh, one of the 100%. best percent. But he added his own thing to it. Facts. You know, and he was king of that. Facts. And he made a whole career off that. So it's like there's there was a need for it because we connected with it so much. We mm-hmm. we vibe with it. We, we liked that we did that he did that. And he was so it's like if you go back to what I said about the whole copy and paste slap my name on it because I you know wanted to call it mine um, if I didn't add anything to it bro it's just complete plagiarism I just stole that dude's work like you said time energy effort all that yeah. stuff that they put on and I claimed it as mine that's wrong that's me yeah you know that was I was being ignorant as fuck so that's where I was like you know people but people do that and it's been done before so it's just um, you know I, I always wanted to be stay true you know to to the unique individual um sometimes yeah we'll, we'll, we'll like it's it's a creative thing to um to bite every now and then i think i don't think taking inspiration is a bad thing yeah because i feel like yeah. taking inspiration like again i know i use sports references a lot but it's just because mm-hmm. i look like i said i like i told you before we went live like i'm a sports fanatic you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i um but you know Michael and Kobe. Yeah. Kobe was inspired by Michael, but he made it Kobe. He didn't yeah. 
he he copied Michael, right? Because mm-hmm. we can be honest, that's what he did. He copied Michael. Yes. But then he put his own thing on it and made himself the Mamba. So it's like mm-hmm. it's the same thing. There's nothing wrong with being inspired, especially by the great ones. In my yes. opinion, you should be inspired and you should do your research on the great ones if you want to be as possibly great in whatever you're trying to do. 100%. Because obviously what they did worked. Mm-hmm. It's like... Make it your own. It's like, it's part of the reason why it makes me so upset that so many of these rappers, like Yachty was like, I couldn't name five big year Tupac songs. Or I see so many people my age like, and okay, if you're not into music, that's one thing. But if you're trying to rap, bro. Yeah. Come on. You can't be saying I only know five big year Tupac. Come on, man. Like rap would not be where it is today. That's like, that's like a hooper today. Saying they don't know what Michael Jordan's flu game is. Yeah, it, come on, man. That's such a young man's kind of like. Well, it, that sounds like a young man talking. So, um, somebody who will, because to know to really specialize in the game, especially whatever game you're playing, you gotta know your history. Exactly, you got to. But Yachty, my age, he ain't got no excuse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I fucks with Yachty. It's not like yeah. I don't, but it's like, bro, come on, man. Um. So I, I went to school and I studied um, theater, right? And yeah. there's this thing called futurism, where you deal with things only of your perception of what's going to happen uh, ahead of time. Nothing, n- nothing from the past. If it has anything to do with the past or the present, it's not in the it's not like in the in the theater. Okay. It's really it's re- it's different. It's avant garde as hell. Um, it's it's a different theater. That's, a, that's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's, I, it, I've never heard of it. It didn't work. It's because it. it well, didn't, how can you possibly not live in the present? That's exactly why. Because they were trying to they're trying to provoke thought, right? So they're just, they're trying to do things, but that's literally impossible because every second you're in the present, every second. Yeah, like we're literally in the present, even though a second ago is the past. You want to know one of their performances was? One time, they had a filled crowd in, in a theater. Okay? 20 minutes went by. And I don't quote me on this. I don't know how long it was. Maybe 10, 20 minutes. But it was a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was just pitch black darkness. Cur- curtains, opened, curtains opened. And all that happened was a gunshot. And then curtains closed. End of show. That was it. That was it. So you what? S- this is like Broadway. Or? This is avant. This is avant-garde theater. Um, it's off Broadway, so it's okay. it's these. This was futuristic art. They played with this stuff. Okay, okay, for sure, for sure. So it's like, so it's like that. You know, what I'm saying when you don't, when you're only, um, trying to, per- you know, perceive what's gonna happen in the future only, like, as as art. It's just not going to work. I think as, as artists, we have to understand past, present, future. Like, well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like you can't have... You can't have any sort of progress without understanding where you came from. Yeah. Whether that's yourself personally, societally, mm-hmm. you know, globally, whatever we're talking about. Like, until you understand where you're coming from... And the mistakes and um, successes of what happened in the past, your future's not going to look 
great because mm-hmm. you're just going to be moving blind. Yeah. But why move blind when you got, why take a open book test without the book? You got the books right mm-hmm. there. You just mm-hmm. got to open them. Would you rather, would you, would you rather do that or would you rather have studied and used the book? As, shit, you know. shit, why not all three? Exactly, right? That's exactly. <laughs> That's so preparation, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to hop on some, some preparation. So yeah, I think uh, uh, being prepared. So like when, when Lil Yachty said that, I'm like, man, I only know da, 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 like X amount of Biggie songs, right? So apparently, I guess his, he grew up not listening to Biggie a lot. He probably listened to other artists. I know, man, but I'm you know? adopted in Idaho, bro, and I still found that shit. You yeah. feel me? Same, like, same. All I grew the music on. I found, I found, like, yeah. my brother and I found ourselves. Like, it was mm-hmm. just me and my brother. And I just remember being, you know, you know, what, YouTube came out, what, 2005? So, like, yeah, seven, eight, nine years old, just on YouTube all day, just watching music videos, you know? <laughs> yeah. Everything from Hit em Up, the Tupac music video, Who Shot Ya, uh, Ghetto Boys, you know, LL Cool J, like, and I'm talking about like That's my brother and I oh yeah my brother yeah. and I got into the oldies before obviously what 08 we was watching A Million Lollipop and you know Say Ah by Trey Songs and you know like, I like the oldies more though you know all that I shit the more. but you know YouTube had that great feature where it's like especially back then you click on one thing you click on a Lil Wayne video, it takes you to a Birdman video. Yeah, recommendations. Takes you to a Birdman video, it takes you to Juvenile, it takes you to Juvenile, it takes you to Jay-Z, it takes you to Jay-Z, and you would just go back in time. Yeah. And that's how my brother and I developed our love. Yep. So it's like, yeah, and again, I, can, I guess I can't put that on Yachty. I don't know his childhood. I, know I don't know whatever is going on, but I mean, we all had YouTube, man. I know. It's, isn't it interesting? So like, we all had YouTube. I wonder who his artists were, like that he listened to. Growing up, yeah. So like, I don't like know. Like I said, I listened personally because you love music so much. Everybody, yeah. yeah you love music so much. Everybody. So, and um, would you have a favorite genre? I'd say hip hop, hip for sure. Yeah, hip hop for sure. But I feel like hip hop is so convoluted in a good way now. Yeah, the it's genre not, has been expanded. It's expanded exactly. That's yeah. a good way to put it. There's so much. There's so many subgenres of hip hop now. Yeah. Um, but I would say hip hop for sure. R and B. Love R and B. Um, I'm cool with some electronic stuff. I'm not into like the EDM. I know. Like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. But you know, like so much. wavy shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um. Stuff with some, like, real groove, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Afrobeat. I forgot. Afrobeats. I love jazz, too. My grandpa mm-hmm. was a jazz drummer. Mm-hmm. So, I always heard, heard a lot of jazz growing up. I love jazz. Uh, blues. Soul. And you did have a lot of musical. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's, that's part of the reason. Like I said, that's why I think I was destined for music because I've just been around it so much, but. This is, the, I'm sorry to my screamo and country fans. Those are those are the two genres I don't really rock with as much. But it's they have their own like culture, man. So they they just yeah. kind of they behave on a different kind of um, like style. So it's crazy. Country was created by black people. Country music. You know, hmm. you know, um, one out of three cowboys was black, right? 
Yeah, and then yeah. probably the other one out of three was uh, Latino. Yes. Because Rancheros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, so. like the real cowboys were actual, like, you know. Like, Indigenous yeah, and people. slaves, yeah. So, and then, you know, we had the. Gentrify. Yeah, man. Gentrification, man. So. We ain't even touched on the race stuff. Yet, no, we, bro. no, we, that's we, crazy. We didn't. We, we went, to, we spent 50 minutes talking about. Life, life, art, all that stuff. Was it? What's it like, man, for you? What, what was it like for you growing up around here? Um, I mean, it was good. Yeah. It was. It had its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, definitely, it was lonely. I will say that even if I wouldn't want to admit it, as like a kid, like going through it, or like as a a teenager going through it as an adult looking back on it I can admit like yeah I was probably lonelier than I wanted to admit I had my brother but besides Mm -hmm. that I went to a school where there was like five black kids in the whole school yeah you know and then five or six and then one of those was my brother (laughs) so it's like that didn't count I mean it counted but you know what I'm saying it's not the Mm -hmm. same no um and then you know, on top of all that, just dealing with all the racist bullshit out here. Yeah. You know, I got so many vivid memories. Stuff I shouldn't have had to deal with at the age I was dealing with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, no kid should be dealing with that type of stuff and having to ask their parents those types of questions, especially when you're not with parents who look like you. So, those parents may not have the answers that other black parents would. Yeah. So, it was lonely because I had to figure out a lot of shit on my own, which is why I'm so opinionated Mm. and why I believe so strongly in what I believe in. (laughs) But, that's not to say it wasn't hard or like, lonely or stuff like that. So, I guess that would probably be the biggest takeaway of growing up here. It was was lonely. It was lonely. Especially because I feel like if I had grown up with a black family, I would it so would have been lonely, but not as lonely. But the fact that I was so isolated, mm-hmm. it's like it's like putting food coloring in water. You feel me? I was just that one drop, and then the rest was just psh, water. I was just that one drop trying to saturate the water, but I couldn't do it because I'm just the one little drop, and there's seven gallons of water. I never mm-hmm. heard it like that. It just uh, came to my mind. That's the first. <laughs> that's the first time I've ever described it like that. But yeah, that's honestly a good way to look at it. You know, needle in a haystack type deal. Because I felt like you had so much to give. Probably it sounds like it sounds like you wanted to give a lot, but you, people didn't really, I guess, understand what you or what. Because uh, it sounds it sounds like you were a little bit missing. You just couldn't connect. You said you felt lonely, so that means yeah. if someone's lonely, that means they ain't connected with nobody. So like. Yeah, but I feel like it was more, it was a, I feel like I can connect with anybody regardless of who you are, what you look like, but it was more so as a kid, like, one, again, you're the only black kid in the school, so not in the school, but at least in my grade, I was the only black kid, so it's like, 
who gets all the black jokes? You. Uh, who gets all the racist jokes? <laughs> you. What happens when uh, uh, you read about slavery? Everyone looks at you. You know. Uh, so it's like yeah. all those isolated incidents, in- incidences, and not having anyone to share that with, talk mm-hmm. about that with, who would even understand? It's lonely. You feel me? Yes. So one of the happiest days of my life was when I transferred schools and I was granted it wasn't a lot better but you know when I got to capital and stuff I was like oh yeah there's more black people than I thought in Idaho Mm -hmm. you feel me yeah cause my, my 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 range of vision was Seattle Houston and Boise those are three cities I knew I knew Houston was black I knew Seattle had black parts, and then, but I was living in Boise, Yeah. and I was like, small, whoa, <laughs> I'm alone yeah. here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm the black dot in the yin-yang, you feel me? <laughs> like, that's all me. So, I, I'm like, um, stuck there, trying to figure everything out without any sort of guidance, mm-hmm. and so, that that's the ultimate reason why I feel like it was so lonely. My my best friend growing up is um, Hispanic, yeah. and I was on his podcast, and he asked me this question of how it was like for how it was like for me, because he felt very, you know, um, like lonely as well, right? He felt kind of mm-hmm. ostracized. Uh, yeah, ostracized is a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. So it's. It kind of fucked with his mental, you know. It kind of fucked. It, it did. It for sure fucked his with his mental. Hundred percent. He hit it well, you know. Um, but I think um, I was kind of numb. I, I was really, I was numb to it, which is kind of not a good thing. I was numb to the point because I was, you know, one of the only Asian kids. Not many Asian kids around here. Well, you go numb because you turn it off, right? Exactly. Like so, that's I I can relate to that because I did the same thing. Like, yeah. Just. Oh, like I'm used to it. Like it happens so much that it becomes okay, even yeah. if it's not okay. Yeah. And I hit a point where I was just like, one day I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Like it's, it's, not, it's okay. not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. I'm done letting it yeah. slide. Nah, you feel me? Exactly. So I just hit that point one day. Yep. It's not okay, but what you, you allow me? will continue. Exactly. Yeah. So. I didn't I didn't understand that. I didn't so because I think I also cuz when when I, when we're young, I'm young and I just I still wanted to be, you know, accepted, you know. So a part of me still wanted to be accepted and not go against uh the grain too much. I still went against it some every now and then. And I still got oh, yeah. fiz- all, all your friends, all everyone you know is doing one thing yeah it's hard to be the fish swimming against the current especially yeah. when all the other fish are going downstream it's not easy man hell no it's not easy but i think um it was grown up here was, had had its good and bad for sure you know i i actually low-key liked i i think i fed off of um that i was one of the only yeah like asian kids you know, I started liking that idea instead of mm-hmm. instead of not liking it for the longest time because I yeah. did. I actually started liking it, and then I was like, okay, 
then I'll make this negative situation a good a one, a positive one. Yeah. Um, that took that's that that you know it took some time. That took some jokes that I had to swallow, and it took some me controlling my temper because there yeah. were times that I had to get in some physical altercations. Yeah, you know, of so, course. I was like, which I didn't want to do because I'm naturally a peaceful guy. I agree, bro. I'm yeah. not. I'm not a. I don't want to fight if I don't need to, but yeah. I will if I have to. Yes. <laughs> you feel me? Yes. I'm not. I'm not going. I, it's shit. Ain't sweet. I gotta do what I gotta do. I'm gonna yeah. do it. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, but it, it, it. Some some people just don't learn. You feel me? Mm, yeah. Some people I don't was, learn, and then some people. You really see that their bark worse than their bite. Yeah. Cause they love to say a bunch of Noise. racist yada yada shit, but when it really comes down to it, they 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 don't keep the same energy. They're not with the shits. It's a lot of Idaho people like that, <laughs> unfortunately. And that's that's because like I said, we live in this bubble. Yeah. People don't know what it's like in other cities where stuff's like so crazy. People die, man. Yeah, people just die for the littlest at, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what people don't get. It's like the littlest things. Like, people here have the biggest staring problem. It's, it's actually kind of crazy. You and know, everybody from out of state says that. It's, it's, and it's so, so true. true. Yeah. I'm, and it, it's, I'm, it's just coming from someone who spent over oh, 10 yeah, years, their life 15 here. plus years here, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, people here have a staring problem. <laughs> like, and if they go somewhere else and stare at people like that, they mm. gonna get checked real quick. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I've never understood it. I don't know what people are staring at. Um, it's it's a for real thing. And yeah, like you <laughs> said, everybody I've ever heard who I know come out of state, yeah, comes here and says, "There's why do people stare here? Like there's yeah. a staring problem here." And I'm like, "Fuck if I know." Um. <laughs> They, it's a, somebody put put in like their Twitter bio or something that they were, uh, that their location or where they're at was Boise Stare, not <laughs> Boise, Boise State. State. Yeah, Boise <laughs> <Stare>. <laughs> that's so that's true. That's funny, bro. man. That's, that's so funny true, as hell. I was dead, bro. That's true as hell, man. <laughs> so <laughs> whoever that true. is, whoever that is, I'm pretty sure you had me dying because I was like, yeah, uh, so that even they know. And they were Caucasian, it's, so it's like they get it. No, it's, it's they get it because they're from biggest city. Yeah, and they but, see the 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 staring problem. I would say there's a staring problem. There's two staring problems. There's mm-hmm. just okay, like they're staring, and then there's the racist stares. You yeah, know? and then sometimes they can be one and the same. Yeah, but and you don't know which one it you is. You don't know. You don't. I don't. I, you think? I feel like I can tell. <laughs> you pr- I feel you like probably. I've gotten it enough that I can tell. That you can tell. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing to say. Yeah. But, like, I I can tell the... You can tell the difference when someone's checking you out and when someone thinks you're ugly. You know what I'm saying? I see. It's the same type of vibe. Yeah. Like, I you see. can tell when someone's just yeah. staring to stare and when someone's like, what the fuck is this black person doing right here? Like... Yeah. It, I seen something on Twitter, to reference Twitter, that said, white folk be staring at black people like they're surprised they're still free. And I'm like... Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's an honest feeling. Yeah, that's an honest feeling. Yeah, that is an honest feeling. Yeah, so especially out here in Idaho, I used to, I used to have this thought of, um, like, 
I'd go to the, I'd go to the store like Walmart or Fred Meyer, midday like noon, and um, I'd meet the most unmannered. Um, I mean, this is not this is like I love where I come from, you know. Like I love you know, but there's good and bads here for sure. But I've I've dealt with some unmannered uh, Caucasian people. When, like I had better manners than them saying excuse me mm-hmm. and just like sometimes they just they, just, they don't ever say excuse me they're like in the right. you know oh, they're never. just like so it's like okay um, like they want they just expected it's entitlement bro yeah and you know it's the crazy part it's a lot of people a lot of people don't even realize they have it or they act that way privilege and it's just on that. Young, it's just if you grow up your whole life being treated one way what do, what would you expect yeah so that's where we gotta change we gotta change the next generation cause this generation's already set in its ways she feel me so it's it's interesting cause I a part of me is very practical but a part of me is also very imaginative so um, whenever I get the feeling of someone staring at me, I just like to, I literally, I just take it as, a, <laughs> I'm like, man, this person just likes looking at me because, uh, you know, what's not, what's not, what's like not to look, to look, look, at, look at, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, just keep staring then because I'll put yeah. on a show for you if you really want to, you know? So, <laughs> what <laughs> I've started doing. Like, I might have to try, start, start charging for all them stares. For real. Take you a picture. It'll last longer, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'll charge you for a shoot. <laughs> Um, but it's it really is um, I mean I acknowledge that I have privilege and I have um, I have my own privilege just being Asian and not um, black as well you know that when white folk look at me they don't always think like you know that I'm gonna do something criminal whatever right because I and I didn't know how much um it was a part of the system so much until when I was a bit younger and I was still in my in my uh, uh, undergrad, uh, my undergrad, mm-hmm. and I my friend my black homies would like they would tell me about you know all this stuff that would happen to them, and then it happened to me when I called the police, and the first thing that they asked was if the girl was black or Hispanic. You know, mm-hmm. because they are the most. Um, That's just who they automatically assume committed the crime. Yeah, committed whatever. It wasn't even the girl was literally overdose, overdose on some shit, and she was just laying face down on the concrete mm-hmm. onto the road, and I didn't want to touch her because I didn't know what she was dealing with. Yeah. So I called the police, and then the first thing they asked was, "Is she black or Hispanic?" And I'm like, "No, nah, man, she's not. <laughs> she's yeah. white." So, yeah. She's like, okay, so we don't get here faster or what? We live, yeah, yeah, no. We live in Idaho, bro. Like, yeah. the chances of her being black or Hispanic are a lot less yes, yeah. than her being white. <laughs> but it was a question that they asked. And it's one of the first questions that they asked. So I was like... That's what I'm saying, bro. And we live in a state where we're, like, 95% white people or 98% white people or something like that. Yeah. So the chances of it being a black or Hispanic woman are like 2% or whatever it would be. Probably less than that. Probably way less than that. Type shit crazy. You know, I was out in AZ 
and I, uh, funny story, seriously, real funny story. I, I meet this, uh, you know, this white girl, right? And we go into a party. We're about to, we're going downtown actually, we're about to have, have a good ass time. And we scoop her up and, you know, basic white girl, right? Um, she dressed up, you know, she got her Halloween costume. This is during Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I'm just chopping it up with her, having a, you know, good conversation. And somehow I, you know, I like to get kind of deep to the root things, but I'm also mm-hmm. very charming at the same time. So I'm not like a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, so I, I ooze into there and I'm like, I'm talking about how, oh, she, she's, she wants to travel. She wants to go out of the country, all this stuff. I feel like, time out, real quick. Go ahead. I feel like that's just being a good conversationalist. Yeah. Cause small talk is bullshit. You can small talk with anybody. Yes. It, it's how you can actually if you can conversate with people and this is your first time meeting them and you can mm-hmm. actually have a conversation with them and you a good conversationalist. Agreed. It, it takes listening though. It too. takes listening skills yeah. too. Facts. 100%. You can't have a conversation if you can't listen. Mm-hmm. That's facts. So I'm like really curious because I'm, I'm trying to really dive into this. I already know the answer though but it's which is funny. I'm trying to get to, so anyways we're, um, she's talking about how she wants to travel and she wants to go out of the country, all this mm-hmm. stuff, la 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 la. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've been to France. Oh, really? Like, well, you've been to France? She's like, oh, tell me about it. What was it like? like yo, I loved it. Yeah. She's like, what you love about France? I said, I just loved the culture. I just loved how they lived um, so like, like traditionally. You know, yeah. they love they live so they walk everywhere. You know, and people aren't afraid yeah. to be passionate. Like, passion is encouraged. You know. Like romance is encouraged, yeah. And you see people making out in the middle of the damn like park, street. Yeah, all that. Pe- <laughs> they be passionately cool. making out on a picnic table, like yo, and it's normal. People fucking take their clothes off. You have a topless um, beach. They're naked. You know, what I'm like they just. Aperi. So it's <laughs> like I'm like, all right, this is just how that culture is. Not like here, right? So I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, and their work days are different. He's like, oh, what do you mean? I'm like their biggest gap is lunch. I was like, what? Like, they work, go to lunch for like three hours, three, four hours, and then go back to work. And then, wow. and then go home. And because they, ex- it's a part of the culture, it's expected to have that long of a lunch because they're like, oh, just live, have your time, come back when you can. It's you like know? how in Spain, siestas. See, it's a European shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. is a real thing, man. So it's a real, real thing. She's like, oh my God, why am I not in France? Da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm like, but, so you're in a room of literally like uh, colored people. Um, she's like the only white girl in there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's either black, uh, Asian, or Middle Eastern, whatever. Of, of the homies, mm-hmm. we have a really diverse group. And she, she, I was, I was throwing out there like how Americans, most Americans, are like depressed because they they lack a sense of identity. And like, I guess that's where the melting pot thing can kind of bite us in the ass agreed yes so that lack of identity comes from a loss of tradition if you had no tradition to fall back on you have a loss of identity Mm -hmm. because you didn't come from something you were just born into what this American culture was was right Mm -hmm. and so you don't understand we a young ass country bro we are think about it oh 100% 100% young as fuck so she's she was over here agreeing with me. Of course, she's not going to disagree because what I'm saying is facts. Yeah. And so I can I can already tell this is something that she's going through. So I'm like, okay, now I'm going. So that's going to seek in, it, it seeks into her behavior the whole evening. Okay, like get some alcohol in this girl. She 
dignity is out the window, right? <laughs> so she she was tur- she was getting turned up, yeah. and next thing you know, she on my lap. Next thing you know, she like talking all this crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and then next thing you know, she on some other dude lap. You know what I'm saying? Next thing yeah. you know, some other some other dude lap. She was for everybody. She was yeah. a community pool out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like. So she was streets. over. She she over here, you know exactly. She exact, but she didn't want it. They don't want to say it, right? Like, I'm, yeah. But we get. I get it. I get. It. So that's um, where you. Whereas if you meet somebody that comes from like, um, tradition and culture, that they move a little differently. They move actually drastically differently from someone who has no culture or no tradition, and you can just tell. Yeah, I would agree. You know, well, because everyone's culture is different, though. It is. Like, this is true, buddy. I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who has none, compared to someone that has some. Yeah. Yes. And well, I would say, my brother and I didn't have culture. Yeah. Because we weren't exposed to it. That's why mm-hmm. YouTube and MTV and you know, watching Fresh Prince and Martin and. <laughs> It made you feel connected, yeah. right? It made you feel exact. It made you feel like you that's weren't alone. We yeah, that's you know YouTube, and that's maybe part of the reason why we dug so deep into YouTube yeah. and, and the music and stuff was to feel like you were connected. We was connected with our culture, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like, there's, you know, that Chris Rock thing. Uh, he was talking on the longest yard. He was, he's like, I really personally, I don't know why y'all white folks are really that depressed. Like you, you're you're white. Yeah, Smile. Funny, man. You know what I'm saying? That is good. So, <laughs> Comedy, bro. So there's good and bad that comes with privilege, though. Uh-huh, you know, so that because I see that a lot of um, uh, white folks, don't, they they only understand their culture, right? And they mm-hmm. they didn't expand and understand other cultures because they have that entitlement, like we like we're saying and stuff like that. You know, it's. Everyone's going to come learn about them. Yeah, there's like, you know, I'm the dominant force. We, you know, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I, like, I see it. Yeah. You know, I, it it is what it is. We are in, um, like, I remember watching movies and seeing the Western trying to take over, uh, Western influence over Chinese Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Especially in America. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's important to understand history for sure yeah I would agree I would say that and actual history not like a, you know no yeah, yeah. yeah. actual history from what's actually going on yeah because they don't teach in history books so I think that's kind of why that making Juneteenth a federal holiday is ironic because according to critical race theory can't be taught in 15 states so it's like what can't be taught in 15 states Juneteenth okay even though they're making it federal holidays like oh but we can't learn about it in 15 states so what's the fucking point it's more symbolic man it's like Michael Max said the the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories and empty gestures that's not verbatim of the quote but it was something along those lines Mm -hmm. rather than giving us true equality and justice I feel like that's one of them, unfortunately. Nice, we get one more day off. But what are you going to... you going to give black people reparations. You're going to end voters. You know, like, there's so much. It, it's just an empty gesture at some point. Which sucks, because there's only so many empty gestures 
niggas can take before they get sick of it. Yeah. Mom, what's what's your next move, man? What's what's in the works for you? What uh, what's the goal? Mm, well, I say the next move for me, you know, start releasing music again. I, mm. I was recording, work. I finished a project up during quarantine. Haven't dropped it yet. I gotta shoot some videos for that. Get some promo content done. Then work on getting that out. Um, I've made way, way, way too many beats. So more beats than as selfish as I am with my beats. There's, there's no way that I could rap on all these beats. So I gotta figure out whether I'm gonna who who I want to give them to, and which ones I'm gonna sell and which ones I'm gonna keep and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, set up, you know, all that. Get get that side of the business going, because um, then that's a side hustle. That's like I said, it's not even a hustle. It's something I love doing. Mm-hmm. So I gotta get that going. Um, and then I'm going to Dane Vegas again. So that's on the horizon in November. So that's coming up. Vegas for what? Day in Vegas. Oh, day in Vegas. Oh, okay. Well, it's in Vegas, but yeah, um, okay. yeah, that three day festival. Uh, I went to the first one ever in 2019. That shit was a movie, so I had uh-huh. to come back. I had to come back uh, when they did it this year. They didn't do it last year because COVID, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just so the music stuff, work, working out, working on myself. I'm just. I told myself I was gonna be like yamming like crazy by the end of the year so <laughs> hey man personal goal man. I, no more of these rim grazers I'm gonna be ah hey you know what I'm saying going down um so that's the goal of mine but besides that man just you know maintaining continuing to keep on uh, community organizing whatever mm-hmm. other events are on the horizon I can, I'm taking a little hiatus of hiatus off of organizing after Juneteenth mm-hmm. um, so we'll see what happens maybe something in October or September you know but for right now I'm chilling off that <clears throat> not really too stressed about any other organizing events until next Juneteenth but that's pretty much it for me on the radar man nothing mm-hmm. nothing too crazy I'm just keep on keeping on and you know, keep grinding the music. Music thing's the big thing. I want to get concerts going again once venues open up back here and oh yeah, all that stuff. You know, so that's that's the that's the main move is getting back in the swing of things after COVID. Give me before you uh, leave. I know you got to mm-hmm. get going because you got to wake up in the morning to do your workout. Um, let's leave on a good note with cool. um, your biggest recent lesson my biggest recent lesson that's a good one huh I guess my biggest recent lesson would have to be that I'm capable of anything I put my mind to but what I want isn't going to wait for me I have to go take it Uh there's no longer 
the stuff that I want, I can't wait for anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the hard work beats talent. If talent fails to work hard, it doesn't matter how talented I am musically. If I don't spend hours in the studio and make the hours in the beats, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go nowhere. I'm just going to be another local rapper, and I don't want to be another local rapper. I got way bigger aspirations than that. Agreed. So I got to put the work in, but I know I can do it. And I guess... I guess this is the biggest lesson is the older I get and this is something I've only found out recently like real recently like I tr- I'm starting to hit that point where I truly do believe that I'm destined for bigger and better things mm-hmm. like truly mm-hmm. it's not no grandstanding posturing saying it for the gram or social media like I'm starting to hit that point where, like, deep in my soul, like, I truly believe that I'm bigger than little old Boise. And no disrespect to Boise, it's all love here. Like, I got nothing to love for the city. I got the eight on my back like it's Kobe, you know what I'm saying? But Yeah, but... Do for the city, because you know the city love it, right? Exactly. Uh, I guess... But do for yourself, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, You can't conquer the world if you can't conquer your own city. Yeah. But and that's I plan on conquering the world. Agree, yeah, <laughs> You're, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the biggest lesson I learned. It's like I I can do anything I I want to. I know I can. Yeah. It's just I gotta go take it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? There's no more waiting. There's no more waiting. So I gotta go get it. That's why I started. You know, with the working out. Like you know, like I I never was out of shape or scratch that. I was out of shape. I never looked out of shape. You know, I never looked terrible or nothing like that. But I was like, you know what? I want to get back to, like, when I was playing football. Uh, I'm trying to get back to, like, ripped, you know, 200 pounds, like, muscle type shit. So so I was like, yeah, I have a fast metabolism, and I could eat like crazy and not gain a pound. But there's only so much. If if I don't actually work out, if I don't do nothing, I'm just going to be stuck wishing I looked like that, or wishing I felt like that, or wishing I was that strong again. Yeah. And so I had to go do it mm-hmm. instead of just wishing for it. Yeah. So that's the biggest lesson, I guess. I know that was kind of a long, arching, like mm-hmm. long, winding explanation, but I had to work through it in my mind. Because yeah. you kind of you, you've been dropping me with bomb questions, spear mm-hmm. bomb questions out of nowhere. I've had to like, what you witnessed was my thought process, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do best, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do best, man. Of course. What's your biggest lesson? Oh, wow. The big side, because so many lessons. So many. Um, That's what I'm saying. 2020, 2021 have taught, I feel like, everybody a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to relate it. I'm going to... Some of the biggest lessons, big, big one was me learning boundaries, especially Mm -hmm. setting it with my um, parents and my family, Mm -hmm. you know, certain family members, especially, especially my dad, Mm -hmm. because... Well, your parents have the most influence on any of our lives, really. Yeah. Um, If you ever get to meet my dad... um, You'll see that the the man is like ferocious. <laughs> he is 
an absolute ferocious a force in nature bro he is one of the most intense people I've ever you know met Emmanuel's death similar they're like made out of the same cloth because mm-hmm. they're both the youngest sibling and there's something about the youngest sibling that I always especially when you're a male and the youngest sibling because you're the last one that carries you a name picked on too <laughs> yeah you get picked on you just want to prove yourself yeah you know so there's there's a part of them that really is so ferocious and wanting to constantly prove themselves and to be the best is like it so that so having that as like a father I was like that made you want to achieve a level of greatness too mm-hmm. and um that you can't be afraid to compete you know and um that level of competition is it's healthy and unhealthy in certain ways because not everything is a competition with with <clears throat> with others, right? You're more yeah. a competition with yourself. The battle's really right. with ourselves. That's true. So that's that's one, and um, I mean, I f- I just forget how much I'm at at odds with myself more. You know, I see it, I see other people's success and other people winning in life, and some you know I'm not gonna lie that it looks good, but I just but it I forget how much work that they do. Yeah. Yeah. So like, okay, I'm going through my own work too, so I have to appreciate it, you know, a day at a time. It's a journey. Day at a time. Definitely. It's a journey because social media only shows the best of people. Yeah. You only no one posts their L's on social media. Will Smith, that's why I respect Will Smith. I don't know if you follow him on mm-hmm. IG, but he's honestly one person I would recommend anyone who has an Instagram to like follow Will Smith because yeah. he's one of the few celebrities that like at least from what I've seen again, I don't know the man. But at least from what I've seen, he he's just himself on yeah. social media, you know. And he like, you know, you see all these people post edited pictures and, you know, Photoshop abs on their bodies or whatnot. <laughs> and he's over here posting. I'm gonna be honest. This is the worst shape I've been in in my life, and it's just a beer gut picture of him in his underwear. And it's like you guys are going to go on this journey with me as I get back in the shape. And it's like, that's dope to see because it mm-hmm. reminds you that, you know, the fresh prince is human. Yeah. He's we all like go through, we all go through it, man. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. that's the only, yeah, that's definitely a lesson I would say I learned recently too is like how to realize like, look, just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you can't get there. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't compare yourself because comparison is the thief of joy. And you're only going to make yourself unhappy if you constantly compare yourself to where other people is at. But it's hard, it's easier said than done. But I like that, though. The comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, I've always thought that. That's, that's, I forget where I heard that, but it, again, that's another little like little quote that's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I do. we're all human. We do it all the time. You pull up in your car and you look over at the car next to you automatically. You're comparing it. Even if you don't yeah. Say it or think it, even for a split second, you're like, "Who's got the better car?" You know what I'm saying? I know. I, I remember. Well, S- sneakerheads or fashion people who yeah. love fashion. Who's got the better fit? Yeah. You know, you, mm-hmm. you check half the time. You checking someone out. You checking the fit out. You checking the shoes out. You of know, course. You're not checking. You're making them your assessment assessments exactly. Um, and I do acknowledge the part of me where it's like that 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 that's making the comparison. Mm-hmm. But then I also acknowledge the part of me that's actually like, so I don't live with envy anymore. Like I, I'm actually a very, I live with an abundance mindset where I'm like, I, like I love to see people win. 
You know, yeah. I love seafood because I know Same. how hard it is. Same. I agree with that. I know how I know the work it takes to just achieve greatness. Right. So, I, I'm like, okay, I'm still, I'm still on the journey myself, and I have a long journey ahead. Mm-hmm. But I'm going through my own fucking shit, so it's like I can yeah. only when I see somebody win, I'm like, man, I lo- I love that for you. Yeah. Right? Like, like good for you. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't see, I don't have that like scarcity mindset where only a select few can win. Where it's like I just if you win, you win because you won for a fucking reason. You know. Facts. Facts. So I heard this from a someone downtown and they was like they was like you know I'm surprised when I first met you I thought what how you were was a facade I thought that wasn't actually how you were like like I didn't think you were like this happy or this outgoing all the time or like see you were so genuine about other people's success all the time and it's like you're talking about what? myself like okay in relation yeah. like yeah. they were telling me this yeah and i was yeah. like well i mean i i i guess that's a compliment because yeah i guess you're saying it's a two it's kind of a two-sided compliment but it's still a compliment like I, oh like i'm a good guy but i don't think it is because i think what it sounds like to me is that they are so used to getting put down mm-hmm. from their win- like you know people. When sometimes when people win, you have like haters. Like yeah, you, you have people that are like, oh wow, you know, like you yeah. actually, you know, you actually did that, you know. Yeah, like, and then they ca- get kind of envious, you yeah. know, where it's like they're trying to like shun your light a little bit. Whereas like I'm trying to make that light bright, you know. Like yeah. I when I see someone shine, I'm like, yes. I truly believe that there's yeah. room for everybody to eat. And even if we're not cool with each other, because I don't, have, I still want you to eat. You just don't got to eat at the same table as me. Ex- see, see, who's making the rules of this, like of the world? Like, who's really making all the rules? You know, like, I, I think about it a lot because, like, if, if, if people are living in a scarcity mindset, that's what we're gonna, they're gonna have, they're gonna have scarcity. You know, yeah. you know, and it's okay to be realistic, but I think when you are truly living in abundance, you gotta shoot for the stars at some point, though. Yeah, I mean, at some point, what do you gotta lose? You tell me. Nothing. In my opinion, like, going for something that you want to do, the worst that could happen is it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but... It's not going to stop you from keeping trying. At least you tried. And you're going to keep trying. Yeah. I'll probably... I will keep trying. Because you love it so... Because I, I, I love it so much. Exactly. This, you this, know? You'll... You don't want to live on... You don't want to be on your deathbed. Well, what really inspired me to go hard with this music shit this year was... Honestly, it was the, the off-season by J. Cole and the mm. documentary. Okay. He was like, uh, there's this part in this documentary where he's like, I, tr- I treated it like boot camp. Like, I treated it like I was I was in a training camp. Mm. Like, I was doing literal rap drills. Like, seven minutes. How much could I write in seven minutes? You know, like, what's the uh, best the verse challenge. I could write in seven minutes? You know, could I... Like, and then I started elevating. Like, I straight up put myself through drills. And then, like, watching that documentary, like, like that's what I was telling you earlier. If you sit in a studio session with J. Cole, Kendrick, you're going to be like, this is art. And, like, yes. seeing the documentary, seeing, like, his thought process and how he approaches rap and, like, how he approaches the game and bettering himself and improving his craft and perfecting his craft, it was like, this is why he's J. Cole. Mm-hmm. Because out of mm-hmm. the 1% of people who make it rapping, 
99% of people who make it rapping aren't going to have that type of mindset that he has, which is why he's so much higher and in that upper echelon with Kendrick and Drake compared to everyone else. <laughs> because those three cats, the, 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 you got to be a little off to think like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Off in a good way. Kobe was off. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Just because you off doesn't mean it's a bad thing. They just... It's just a whole nother mentality. They, It's spiritual. Like you said, they yeah. tap into that, yeah, man. that area that not a lot of people can open. They open Pandora's box. Fuck. Yeah. Really pushing the envelope. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So that's 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 where I'm trying to. That's what inspired me really, was seeing like his thought process and how he works and how he really pushes himself. So I was like, damn, I got a long ways to go. But like you said, I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> Creativity needs uh, resistance. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like uh, every creative goes through creative resistance, whether at it's going to be impossible. There's no way you can be a creative and not have moments of time where you're lacking inspiration. Yeah. No matter who you are. Mm-hmm. It's just how you break through that. Or if you're a basketball player, you have a shooting slump. Or a baseball player, you have a hitting slump. You don't get a hit in 20 games or something like that. You feel me? Like, everybody going to go through that. It's just how you bounce back from it. Um, and that's where drawing inspiration at least in the music world isn't necessarily a bad thing you you struck you struggling with something you don't know what what direction to go with damn you can listen to songs that sound similar to the vibe see what they do and then maybe one of those will help spark the idea that will create the song for you but i don't know in my opinion it's not the resistance it's what you do after interesting take Good take. I appreciate that. You're welcome, man. Well, it's good to have you, man. I, I don't want to keep you uh, here too much longer. It's about to be midnight, so. Of course. Man. Yeah. So, um, yo, shout out to everybody that uh, gave this podcast a listen. Um, appreciate you for coming through. Of course. Anytime. MJD. Um, what is your full name? Uh, Matt Julian Darcy, man. Say that one more time. Matthew Julian Darcy. Matthew Julian Darcy. MJD. MJD. Do you know um, where the where the name Matthew comes from? Uh, the gospel. It's biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Who was he? Uh, he was a saint. Saint Matthew. Saint Matthew. He was one of the twelve apostles. Yeah. Ah, uh, what was uh, his purpose? He's one of the people uh, who helped wrote, well, one, 12 apostles, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, 12 apostles. So one of the disciples, uh, Jesus helped him with his works and miracles. But secondly, he was also one of the people who received and wrote the gospel, or one of the books of the gospel, the book of Matthew. <laughs> um, so that's, my, my parents are very religious, so that's why they mm. named Matthew. I'm actually very happy that you know that. A lot of people go throughout life having a name and not knowing where it came from and what it meant. It means gift of gift from God. Matthew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I like that. That's good. 
That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, I will appreciate uh, Matthew. Yeah, MJD, my guy. So until next time, we're gonna have to uh, talk about some more things, you know. Aliens, race, (laughs) all gonna hit everything. Lots of stuff. Yes. So until next time, tune in. Peace out, you guys. Much love. Much love.